hunkering down with Peter Schorsch, a, a very good friend of mine from South Florida. I don't hold that against him. Thank ben you. Palera, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I don't want anybody else to know this. I'm just saying this to you. But other than the tremendous loss of life across the globe and the flash depression that we've entered into, yeah. I'm doing great. Are you talking about economic depression or, or mental health? Well, the economic, like, if, I guess my point is if uh, I'm an extroverted introvert, and so if you said, you know, if you told me, like, hey, you're going to have to hunker down, uh, blog, podcast, watch video games, and hang out with Michelle and Ella, um, like, I'm, I'm, other than the lack of Disney cruising, I'm, I'm pretty much good with that. Yeah. How yeah, are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you on that front. Uh, you know, a couple weeks, a couple weeks of relative stasis is, uh, is, is not the end of the world for me. How's your family doing? Uh, well, a couple weeks of relative stasis is the end of the world <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> and, and I've got, and I've got, you know, two little kids, one, one, five, one, three. And so they don't know, they literally don't know the meaning of the word stasis. No, they don't. Um, all right. So for the audience's sake, um, who are you? What do you do? Uh, my name is Ben Palera, and I am a uh, Democratic political consultant. Um, so I guess you're kind of known as, um, I mean, I know you're a Democrat, but you're also, you're, you're fairly well known for being one of the leading proponents for the, um, the medical marijuana, recreational marijuana the marijuana industry from the political side. You led the 2014 and 2016 campaigns. Am I correct? To yes, it was. It was uh, me, me, and John Morgan as uh, Butch Cassidy and the Marijuana Kid, beginning uh, at, with me as the Marijuana Kid, obviously, beginning in uh, January of 2013. And so, how is that? You know, one of the questions that I think was it Samantha Gross asked. She said are the medical marijuana dispensaries going to stay open? Um, and I guess in a way it's kind of a victory for you and for others that that's even being asked, right? That they're so omnipresent now in Floridians lives, you know, it's, are they, are they an essential service or not? So are they, are they essential? Are they an essential service? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there are literally hundreds of thousands of you know sick and and suffering and and you know immunocompromised uh, vulnerable Floridians who who rely on medical marijuana to you know to get them through the day and the night. Um, so they're absolutely an essential service. Um, you know, we we haven't gotten to that place yet of of, of you know calling for a statewide shutdown order. But in states that have uh, and, and and those that have medical marijuana, most of them have, have declared medical marijuana dispensaries essential services, uh, even even as you know, the some of the states that have both medical and recreational have shut down the, the rec stores. Medical marijuana stores have stayed open uh, as they should. How does John Morgan hunker down in some in a situation like this? I mean, because however the hell he wants. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of a question is that, Peter? Uh, he hunker he hunkers down very very comfortably, and surround surrounded by his family. I'm wondering, like I still love when we did that interview, and I didn't I didn't know it that I guess he 
kind of moves around the country in pursuit of, you know, the ideal temperature, right? That he, he's got like a cooling zone that he needs to be in. And so, you know, he, he moves around and I'm wondering if, uh, if coronavirus is impacting that, like, will he, will he still maintain, like if, if an area had a coronavirus outbreak, would he still hunker down there or would he, would he sacrifice uh, a temperature uh, just for a couple degrees if for a little bit of a safer spot? I'm going to have well, to get him on hunker down. John, John has a private plane, so I, I imagine, again, he, he hunkers down wherever he pleases. <clears throat> pretty good, pretty good. Um, all right, so when did coronavirus get serious for you? Uh, when was the moment when you realized, you know, that this was going to be uh, a generational changing event? Um, probably almost two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, my... So my wife and I had had tickets for Hamilton, which I which I bought her for Valentine's Day for Friday, the 13th of March. And uh, and as we were debating on that Friday, the 13th, whether we were going to you know risk it and go to the show, um, uh, Ham- the, the R Center here in Miami announced that, that they were doing no more Hamilton shows. And then that weekend, my, my dad was coming in from, uh, from your neck of the woods, from Tampa, to, to spend the weekend in Miami Beach. He had gotten us a hotel room. We were going to bring the kids for the weekend. And, uh, and that Saturday morning, my wife woke up and, and had, you know, had some chest pains and, and you know, a very mild fever. Oh, and, wow. uh, and so we've been pretty hunkered down since then. I mean, she never got, she never got especially sick. Uh, she, she stopped having any sort of symptoms, uh, you know, three or four days ago. Um, and obviously, you know, given, given the situation, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't get a test or anything like that. But, um, you know, we've, we've been pretty much on lockdown for the last two weeks. I mean, I, I leave the house, you know, maybe every other day to, to, you know, run to Publix and get some essentials. But other than that, we've been, Locked in a, you know, locked in a 1800 square foot house with, uh, with two little kids and a, and a dog who never stops farting. That sounds exciting. It's uh, exciting, man. It's exciting. That's exciting. Um, so you don't have, <laughs> this sounds so bougie. You don't have a pool, right? Like we do not have a pool. Unlike, unlike the rest of Florida, most of, most of, uh, South Florida does not have pools or at least most of Miami because real estate prices are so high and the lots are so small. Yeah. So people don't like if you, even if you live in an awesome condo right now, you're not going to be going down to your pool. Like, right. That's going to, I mean, I guess you could, but no, I mean, those places are, you know, public pools are cesspools of disease in, in normal situations, right? Uh, you know, but certainly not now. I see people, like, in uh, northeast St. Petersburg, they were using the public workout equipment, like, <laughs> along, like, and this is, like, a nice, nice part of town, and I'm, like, I wanted to roll down the window and scream at them. I mean, it was, like, 20 or 30 people just sweating on the the all the weights and stuff like that and i'm like my god people i mean i understand you know you want to have some part of your lives still together but give it a break i mean do push-ups or something like that um that was amazing well i mean i think i mean my my family and my wife's family is all up in in your part of the world i mean my wife's family's in pinellas my family's in hillsborough and i feel like you guys are you know, maybe two weeks, two, three weeks behind where South Florida is in terms of, of 
you know, taking this thing seriously. So, you know, unless you're somebody like you or I who's, you know, glued to their computer, glued to cable news all day, you know, and, and not, you know, consuming everything that comes in news wise, I think the uh, it hasn't quite hit psychologically uh, in in uh, central Florida in, in the same way it has elsewhere in the state or elsewhere in the country. It is amazing to me. I have spent the last like 12 hours basically like like brawling with um, some of our state leaders online and offline. Like I, I'm going back and forth right now with uh, Speaker Oliva. And I, I've, I've told these guys a couple of times, like, please stop paying attention to my tweets. Like, I'm just me. Like, you, like, and I, I really, I really mean that. Like, I wish, like, Oliva was, and I've said this to him offline. I haven't said this to him online. I'm like, where is your tweet, like, just directing people to more information? Like, why are you, why are, why are the only tweets that you're putting out links to medium articles that have been debunked? Like, why can't you just do the very basics? Um, and so when you say things like we're about two or three weeks, my first response to that is, well, not if you, you know, listen to Governor DeSantis. I mean, he, I mean, he is really hoping I mean, I hope he's right. I swear to God, I prayed in the shower this morning hoping he's right. But man, he is drawing to an inside straight. And I just, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just, he's got to become, he's got to be really lucky for this to, to all work out his way. All of yeah. our I, I mean, listen, I, I like, I get, I, I understand the instinct to not want to shut everything down, but, um, but I just, I really still don't get it. I mean, it, it, it just seems so clear, uh, you know, from, from the way that this thing is spreading, from, from the deadliness that, that we've seen. Uh, I mean, just what's going on in New York right now. I mean, it's, it's like a war zone there. Uh, so, I mean, I, I get not wanting to just bring the economy to a total halt, but I mean, what, what other option is there? And you know, it's like every day we wait, it's just going to be worse. Um, the New York thing is an interesting, um, um, element here because so like i i see where trump's going and i think it's going to turn into a the usual red state blue state thing where hey new orleans is dying but you know who cares about new orleans as long as the rest of louisiana is uh doing okay and i you i there's clearly a movement to to blame new york you know it's uh, their residents are fleeing and infecting everybody else um i think that that's part of DeSantis's thinking right now clearly with the the travel order which is probably unconstitutional and is ineffective i mean you know it takes 24 hours to drive down here if you ask my uncle bob he can probably do it in 18 he's an ex-new york city swat guy and so he did it at 110 miles an hour from massapequa to uh pinellas county you know three times a year um that being said this whole situation is going to get really bad when you're pulling out body after body in the hospitals of the world's biggest media center and all those reporters you know just outside of the javits center and as they're stacking bodies it doesn't even matter if the rest of the country is not feeling that the media will make the rest of the country feel that you know they will uh, you know another body another body another body there was 13 yesterday out of one hospital um it's only going to get worse. They have not peaked at all yet. You know, they don't have the supplies. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we're there in for a rude awakening there. 
But you know what? We might have Easter. So. Okay, and yeah, and, and and the Easter Bunny might come hopping along. Um, you can tell I'm in a God, I'm in a mood today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm supposed the, to be the interviewing the star, you. The star crazy will do. Right. Um, all right. So, give me a before we ask the the question about recommendations. Give me a fun. What's the what's the lay of the land right now down in South Florida? How much fun is South Florida politics gonna be? This year, like, give me a just give an anecdote or two about what's going on uh, down there. Um, well, I mean, I think the uh, you know it, it's it's shaping up, you know, it's shaping up around this virus. I mean, everything you know, everything right now is is swirling, you know, is swirling around around this thing. Uh, you know, a couple you know a couple weeks ago, a month ago, when when Carlos Jimenez. Uh, got into the race against Debbie Mukersell Powell. I would have, I would have told you, and I, I did tell the Miami Herald. This guy has, you know, as much as I love Jimenez and voted for him and worked for him, he's got no chance in a, in a, you know, uh, in a partisan congressional race. And um, you know, during during a crisis time, you know, it gives gives somebody an opportunity to show leadership and and raise his already significantly higher name ID. And I think it it puts him in the hunt for sure. Um, I think on the uh, you know on the on the county mayor's race where Jimenez you know Jimenez has termed out after after two and a half terms since uh, since he replaced uh, he replaced the the guy that got recalled in in two thousand when was that two thousand eleven um, you know this should be a a big transformative competitive election and I don't know how anybody's going to have the chance to break through I think Alex Pinellas is probably going to going to run away with it. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think you know to, to prognosticate uh, much at all at this point is is a fool's errand because we got to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, you know, I, I I was on I was on you know your site earlier today. There's not a single article that has uh, you know that has a hook of anything but Corona, right? I mean, it it is it is consumed every piece of our of our of our lives. You know, personally, politically, professionally, you know, everything. It's um. Somebody literally just asked me, it's a, um, a, a lobbyist who you actually work with, um, and they said, so who do you think makes the first fundraising move, a candidate or a current member? Um, and I wonder what it's, you know, who's going to be the, who's going to be the jackass that, you know, hey, we know that you've been laid off and, you know, the economy shut down, but can you please contribute uh, $20.20 to my reelection campaign? So I can get out there and, you know, fight the good fight against coronavirus or whatever. And you can just politicians are going to politician. And, you know, there somebody is I, I, I will say I beat up my Margaret Good a little bit. Uh, the state rep from Sarasota, she seems like she just is yearning to use coronavirus as like a, as like a reason or you know, to campaign against Byrne Buchanan. And it's not even not even getting involved in that race. It's just like. Two or three times now, she's used it as a springboard, and we're just like, "Hey, easy! Like people don't want to see this crap right now. Like they are, they're scared shitless." And you want to, you know, you want to uh, talk about, I don't know, uh, you know, defeating Donald Trump again or whatever. And it's just, I think you're right. Like it, there will be a time and a place, but it is, it is not now. And when, even when that place and time come, I think it's going to be shaped by what was your reaction to. How did you lead during this epidemic? And there's also another 
part of this, I think, which is interesting, which is, you know, kind of the 10% situation. What if so many people were wrong here? Like, you know, what if we don't, what if, you know, DeSantis is right, it never happens. You know, I think you're gonna see a wipeout of a lot of incumbent politicians in the country uh, for overreacting and shutting down the economy. I mean, Democrat and Republican. I guess. I mean, but I don't think that's going to come to pass. Uh, you know, this is not this is not a hurricane where you've got, you know, multiple, you know, analytically predicted tracks. You know, this is this is a, this is a viral pandemic that, you know, we, we kind of know how these things operate. We know how this one in particular has been operating over the past several months. And I think to assume uh, to assume anything happens, but this thing continues to spread and spread and spread significantly without, you know, without actions on the part of, of individuals and governments, then we're insane. I mean, there is just there there is so much proof already of this virus's, uh, you know, potential and, and lethality that, you know, to think, you know, to, to think anything else, to hope anything else is, is you know, simply irresponsible and, and borderline crazy. Well, and, you know, like one of the things that I've said to some of the people that are corona deniers is even if you're right at this point, we've already lost 6,000 Italians. We've already lost 5,000 Spanish people or, or Spaniards. Um, you know, we've already... You know, there's no getting those people back. You can't say that this wasn't real. Like, you know, the New Yorkers that we're going to lose here, like New York, New York is going to lose thousands of people. Um, they're just, just, there's no way for it to not happen now. Um, no. And, and so it's just, um, anyhow. Anywho. Um, anywho. Um, I'm like you, though, man. I like if he turns back the economy and like everybody's, you know, back out there, I'm not going out. I'm not sending my daughter to school. Michelle and I already talked about it. We're, we will homeschool for the rest of the year, no matter what, unless, you know, they're like the school is sponsored by Clorox. Um, and (laughs) you know, it's just, there's just no way I'm not, I'm not doing it. And you know what else? I'm also like, I don't want to be at risk here. I don't want fucking two weeks of, you know, near life, threatening, you know, flu symptoms. I mean, no way. Um, Anyhow, so how are we getting through this down in South Florida? What are you watching? What are you, are you reading anything good? You watching anything good? Um, mostly kind of doing rewatches, honestly, at this point, my wife and I, uh, my wife and I have have been loving the current season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my God. How funny has that been? It's unbelievable. I mean, John, John Hamm as Larry David was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, the whole the whole concept of the Spite story, too, is is just amazing. So we've been we've been watching that. We've been rewatching those episodes. We've been rewatching the older ones. Um, uh, one thing that, that has killed a good amount of time for me is I have recently rediscovered my love for Legos. And, oh, uh, and we we share you and I share a mutual friend who is a gigantic Star Wars nerd, um, and I had lunch, I had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago before we were in full social distancing mode, and, and told him about my my Lego uh, my Lego uh, fascination, uh, and that all of the all of the best Legos are Star Wars Legos. So if, if there was any that he wanted, I would put them together. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and so this and so uh, and so my buddy ordered. Uh, 
to my house the Millennium Falcon Lego, the single largest, most expensive Lego set ever produced, almost 8,000 pieces. Uh, and <laughs> I finished it about four days ago, and I'm currently debating uh, taking the whole thing apart and starting over. Wow. All right. So that is awesome. Um, yes, I share uh, your Lego obsession. I just put in an order last night just uh you know, try. It's so funny. I, I, I'm a Batman. I'm a Batman uh, architecture and creator and city guy. So I stay in those channels. Um, I oh, do did like, you get the new Batmobile? I did. I built the new Batmobile. Um, oh. It's it is awesome. It comes with a uh, you know a Jack Nicholson minifigure, which is kind of. I actually put that out like special. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, one of the things that I like to do is I like to give Legos as gifts. Like what, like I like the little seasonal ones that yeah, come yeah. as like these little free gifts and I'll like, I'll make 20 or 30 of those and like, like the, like Christmas light or Christmas ornament ones. I'll make those and I'm, I feel like I, I give them to people and I'm just like, Hey, I made this for you. Like I spent 20 minutes and I thought about you for a second and like people are like, wow, you're weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And now I definitely can't do that because it's like, you know, imagine making like a, the little sheep that's like this year's Easter one. It's just like, hey, I spent 30 minutes around this and all I did was touch and breathe and spit on this plastic <laughs> toy where coronavirus lives for at least three days. And since it's Lego, um, it's got all sorts of porous little holes in the back. So there's probably just a whole <laughs> atomic bomb of coronavirus. And I just felt like dropping this off at your house so that is that is no longer an option for me i I was thinking about the same thing i mean i literally i have this gigantic millennium falcon replica sitting on my dining room table that uh, number one i can't i can't bring to my friend uh because we're all on lockdown here and number two uh, you know i was i was considering looking at it the other day how the hell am i going to disinfect this whole thing before before (laughs) i bring it over there um actually so have you have you done i know you're a crazy disney person too have you done that gigantic disney castle if um you were uh at the shorsh compound right now um i gotta send you the picture i don't know so outside of my office i've got like a sun porch like a, a fairly large sun porch um and i've got lego city set up there and it is a seven plate by seven plate on two table like built out city and half of the city like and so in the middle is the urban core with the buildings the the left side is dad's section which is like joker batman village and um the parisian bakery and some uh, stuff like that and then to the right is ella's section which is disney where the magic kingdom is uh and then surrounded by that and so we've got yes although I made a really important, and I would not do this with the Millennium Falcon by any means yet, because that's so such a big one. I had all these Legos that I had built, and I was like, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. But then I just was like, you know what, Ella? Um, have at it. And so I built that Lego city, and like she takes stuff apart and puts it together and blah, blah, blah. And it's one of the best things now. Um, just She just comes up, you know, maybe every other day for like a half hour, and just de-heads and decapitates all of the <laughs> figures and rearranges everything uh, in such a unique way. Like, I just am like, what were you thinking here? Like, why are, why are the horses in the windows? Like, what? I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why, 
why is the sailboat like attacking Joker? Like, what did he do to you? And like, what is your clear, you know, uh, aversion to any of the police Legos? Like, all of those are all. <laughs> She's definitely got a little bent there. So, um, <laughs> she does. I mean, like, I put them together and then, like, boom. Like, um, all right, so this is good. I gotta, I'm trying to keep these things, they're getting longer and longer, but I'm having. I'm having such a good time talking to people. Like I miss, I guess I'm going to have to have one of those like zoom happy hours where you just sit around and, yeah, yeah. and watch everybody. I, I uh, did. I did that with one of my clients the other day. Oh really? Which yeah. one? Come on. Uh, with, with, uh, with Melba. Okay. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, we'll check back in with you in a couple of weeks and see how you're doing. Hopefully this has peaked and we're on the turn. Uh, best to you and your family. And, uh, you we'll talk to you next